as far as the east is from the west, so far does he remove our transgressions from us. We thank God that the Lord forgives us for all our sins, but sometimes we have trouble forgiving people who offend us. Forgiveness is always personal. It's difficult to do, but it's never optional. When someone has offended us, the temptation to not forgive is great. But the roots of unforgiveness and bitterness can grow deep in the human soul. Left alone, unforgiveness can produce bitter fruit that shows itself in angry thoughts, words, and deeds. So how do we learn to forgive? Why is offering forgiveness not excusing a sin? And how is forgiveness different from reconciliation? Stay tuned today as I interview Donna Pyle, author of Forgiveness Received from God, Extended to Others. This is Kay Meyer, president of Family Shield Ministries and your host for today's program. Thanks, Donna, for being my guest today on Family Shield. Well, thank you so much for asking me, Kay. This is wonderful. Well, I am thrilled. And and actually, as I read the book, it's like, oh, this is important. It's important that we learn. It seems so simple, forgiveness, but it isn't simple at all. Why did you write the book? Oh, gosh, because I went through a season where um, I really had to struggle with forgiveness, and I didn't want to. And I realized that I really was becoming an angry, bitter person. And I didn't I didn't want that person. I don't, th- I don't think my family and friends wanted that person. And so I just ended up scouring through Scripture and all these sources to find out how in the world to let go of those things. And, you know, God is faithful. And when we seek Him, He actually allows us to do that wholeheartedly. Yeah, that's great. I started out uh, my introduction with these words, as far as the East is from the West, so far does God remove our transgressions from us. I love that verse, because mm-hmm. God doesn't just remove them, He forgets them. Woohoo! But we can't always do that. But we want to start with that message that uh, we don't have to hold on to our sins Jesus Christ suffered and died for our sins so that we can have forgiveness. And he's that God that forgives and forgives and forgives. Um, Seventy times seven. Let's just talk a minute about his love uh, and what it means for us. Well, his love is everything. I mean, because of his love and because of his pursuit of us in love, we have a relationship with him. Otherwise, we would just be lost. 100% lost. And there's nothing that we can do or contribute to that. It's always God pursuing us and drawing us back to Him. And if He didn't love us so much, uh, that wouldn't happen. And I'm just so thankful for that. You bet. And we'll talk a little bit more about that. But in your introduction to your book, you talk about parallels between the sycamore tree and forgiveness. Talk about this a little bit. I didn't know any of that. I, th- I found it extremely interesting. It is. I tell you what, because the, the tree, the, it's called a sycamine tree. And the only place that's actually used that word is the King James Version. And I was reading that, and I said, what is this tree? And why is Jesus pointing to that one when he's talking about forgiveness to the disciples? And the parallels between that tree um, it, it are just incredible. I mean, first of all, it's, um, it can pretty much survive anything. I mean, its roots go down about 30 feet, and it it lasts in desert conditions. You can chop it off at the base. It'll regrow, because when the roots go really deep, they find underground water. Mm -hmm. And so it's almost impossible to eradicate this tree. 
And when we're talking about roots of bitterness, that's exactly what we're talking about. When we let it go and let it go and those roots keep going down, um, it's going to be hard to get rid of it. And so that's why forgiveness needs to be a short fuse, a short time span, or it's just going to be harder and harder and harder. Mm. I uh, have seen that verse in the Bible and never understood it. So this was just... Whoa, like a light bulb. That's well, awesome. Well, what's interesting is that tree, the wood from that tree, they have found it as they've done, you know, Egyptian archaeological digs. They have found these wooden boxes at the feet of mummies, um, and they were sycamine wood, made of sycamine wood, and they remained uncorrupted for 3,000 years. Mm-hmm. And it's just like when we have unforgiveness, it's like a wall around our heart that only God can break. Well, as you uh, go on in your book, Forgiveness Received from God Extended to Others, uh, I guess one of the main things that you talk about is how do we learn to forgive? Um, uh, you want to talk a little bit about that? And, and uh, Well, I mean, you have to go to Scripture to learn to forgive, because mm. in our human nature, we just don't want to. You know, it, it feels good to be mad at someone who hurt us. It feels good to to seek revenge, but the bottom line is, is that doesn't get us anywhere. It lands us right back where we started. And so we learn forgiveness from Jesus, and Mm -hmm. we're able to do that to others through Jesus in us. And without that, we just, I mean, we're just going to be bitter shells that no one wants to be around. And that's exactly true. No one wants to be around someone that's angry and bitter. They really don't. And that is what we become when we're not forgiving. It is. Yeah. Well, you talk about why uh, forgiveness is always personal. Tell us your story. It is always personal. I mean, it, it's it's easy to say, oh, just forgive that person if you've never had a hard thing to forgive. Well, seven years ago, I discovered my, my husband was leading a secret double life. And before I knew it, we were in the middle of a divorce. And four months later, we were divorced because uh, he just wanted to go away. And I was thrown into this pit of, I wasn't good enough, I didn't do enough, I didn't whatever, and it made me mad. Mm-hmm. Like, how dare you do this to me, to our marriage? And boy, I tell you what, unforgiveness felt really good. And then one of my friends loved me enough to sit me down and say, look, you know, you are becoming angry and bitter all the time, and I don't want to be around you. So let me pray for you, and let's work through this, because this isn't who you are. And I was so thankful for honest friends, and we all need those, because they're able to tell us where we're falling short so that we can repent of that, ask God's forgiveness, and move back toward Him through His power. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That must have been a, a, a very difficult time for you. Well, it was hard. It was hard. You know, we never had children, and so the the life that I thought we would have, all of a sudden it was just me again. Yeah. And it was it was a very, very hard thing. And I was in my 40s, and everybody was like, you should date again. I was like, are you kidding me? <laughs> <laughs> oh, you never know. <laughs> God well, you never mind. know, but, yeah. and that's true. But I had to do the work of forgiving first. Sure, absolutely, absolutely, yeah. So um, tell us a little bit about how you learn to forgive through that process. Well, I just plastered my face in Scripture because, like I said, I didn't want to. 
Um, but Scripture talks over and over and over about forgiveness. Mm-hmm. I went to counseling for a year, and before that, I mean, I was 42 years old, and before then, I had never been to counseling in my life. Mm-hmm. And I realized the value of going to a Christian counselor who's able to kind of step back from the situation and give an overview of what's happening. She was able to make sense of basically the the hurricane in my life when I was just being hit by the debris. Mm -hmm. And she was able to speak truth and walk me through that. But it took a year. Mm -hmm. And I'm so thankful for counselors and pastors who who do those things. And so, you know, people who are struggling with forgiveness, if you can't get past it, don't try alone. You know, there are people there that can help us. Sure. There for a reason. Yeah, that's great. Well, how is forgiveness a lifelong process? Well, I'll always be forgiving my Mm ex-husband. You know, those times when I wonder, did he ever really forgive me? Those times that I wonder, well, for instance, I drive like a bat, just being honest. And I remember (laughs) a year after the divorce, a year after everything, I lived north of Houston, and I was going to a birthday party, and I looked down on the freeway, and it was jam-packed with cars. And in that moment, I thought, who am I supposed to call? if I get in an accident. Oh, yeah. And that was a year after the divorce, and I just fell apart. I was like, the one person who I should have been able to call opted out. you know. And of course, there's family and friends, but I'll always forgive small things as they come up. And the enemy you know, swings them at you all the time, oh, yeah. and you have yes. to keep those forgiveness lines open. Yeah, very good. And um, what about... The difference. I found this really interesting. Um, Donna, I have been no longer, but for 11 years, I was a reconciler for the Lutheran Church, Missouri Senate. So you had uh, talked about how forgiveness is different from reconciliation. I found it extremely important, and I want to make sure we talk about that. How is forgiveness different from reconciliation? Well, forgiveness takes one person. It's one person choosing to forgive someone who hurt them. And that doesn't mean that you forgive them and become BFFs. That's not what forgiveness is. Forgiveness is forgiving that person and letting them go. Reconciliation is when someone hurts us and we decide to forgive and work together toward coming back together as either friends or spouses or whatever. So reconciliation takes two people. We are called to forgive, the one-sided forgiveness. God wants us to reconcile, but sometimes that's not possible. You know, if we want it, they may not, or vice versa. Mm-hmm. But forgiveness takes one person, and we're required to do that. God commands us to forgive as he forgave. But reconciliation, especially when you're talking about abusive situations, sometimes that's not possible, and you have to set up some healthy boundaries to let that person go. Mm-hmm. That's good. And you mentioned that even in the Lord's Prayer, uh, it talks about uh, forgive us our trespasses as we forgive others. God kind of connects those two things for us as Christians. I think a lot of times people ignore that. <laughs> right. <laughs> Maybe because they're angry and they don't want to believe it. But um, uh, just talk for a minute about that. Well, we can't ever let forgiveness become rote. You know, some people say the Lord's Prayer, and it's kind of a rote prayer. We have to hear what we're saying, just like we have to hear what we're singing and hear what we're telling other people. Forgiveness just has to be part of who we are, because I think when we have trouble forgiving someone else, we have lost sight of the cavernous sin debt that God has forgiven us. Mm -hmm. And I think if we had a clear picture of that massive sin debt that He forgave us, 
it would be a lot easier to forgive someone else a transgression. That's for sure. That's for sure. Now, you also talk about uh, the fact that uh, we can't really forgive and forget. Uh, A lot of times people think if we're forgiving somebody, then we're saying, you know, I don't mind what you did. Uh, So can we really forgive and forget? Talk a little bit about that. No, we can't. We can't because that is trying to play God. We have no power to erase our memory. It's almost like a physical scar. If someone takes a knife and slashes you across the forearm, every time you see that scar, you're going to remember how it got there. We remember when someone shreds our heart, but what comes into play is what do we do when we remember? That's why forgiveness is a lifelong process because we're going to keep remembering that hurt. And especially when certain things, like for me today, trusting other people is an issue to some degree because the one I was supposed to trust the most, I found out I couldn't. And so every time I feel my walls going up from trusting someone, I realize that's a throwback to an old wound that I just have to keep forgiving over and over and over. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I want to make a few announcements and then we'll come back and continue talking with Donna Pyle uh, about her book, Forgiveness Received from God, Extended to others. Today, Family Shield is giving away the booklet, Forgiveness is Forgiving. To request it, call the Family Shield Response Center at 1-877-250-8416, or you can email us at witness2family at gmail.com. Don't forget to give us your complete name and address. We will mail that booklet to you. Our recent donor letter told our supporters that our fiscal year ends June 30th, and we're about $20,000 behind. We invite your prayers and support. Being in the middle of June now, we're still behind. Here's one way our radio listeners can help. We encourage you to pray for us. Tell your friends about the program and donate a tax-deductible gift of $25 or more to help us continue to pay for the radio airtime. Our radio program is heard on 53 stations throughout the United States. Although the gospel is free, Radio airtime is not. Each person that donates $25 or more and mentions our special offer will receive a copy of my newest Bible study, Balance, Christ-Filled Living. The study includes six chapters. Knowing Jesus gives my life balance. Prayer gives my life balance. Balance when life seems overwhelming. My life has balance because God keeps his promises, encouragement, and contentment. Give my life balance. Serving and sharing Christ. Give my life balance. You can donate your gift on our PayPal account on our website, www.familyshieldministries.com, or send a donation to Family Shield Ministries, P.O. Box 230015, St. Louis, Missouri, 63123. Remember to mention the special offer or write the words balance on the memo or in a note. Now I want to go back to our program with Donna Pyle. Again, her book, Forgiveness, Received from God, Extended to Other. It's produced by CPH and can be purchased through CPH. Their website is www.cph.org. I believe it's also available on Amazon. Is that correct, Donna? That's correct. All right. Very good. It's a wonderful book. And actually, I didn't know how long it had been out. It's just really new. You said it was... uh, Produced in May? 
It was. It's brand new. You are ahead of the curve. I didn't even know that. I just wonderful. went looking for a, a couple uh, books for an interview and saw this and thought, that sounds like a good topic. And there's nothing more important in our Christian walk. I mean, our faith in Christ is all about the forgiveness he offers us because of his suffering and death. We have forgiveness, but then, you know, because of our relationship with him, then he wants us to forgive others. And uh, it's it's just, there's just so much in here. We just barely touched on the first chapter so far. So I appreciate it, and I hope that it'll be a real blessing to many people. Donna, the you also talk uh, about Joseph's story. Uh, tell us a little bit about what you share in your book related to the story of Joseph and his father Jacob and the brothers and the jealousy and why that was a problem for them. Well, I mean, when we think of forgiveness, um, Joseph just automatically popped to mind because he went through it. I mean, true, he was a favored son, and he kind of knew it, you know, and he was a little proud of that, uh, told his brothers about dreams that made him mad, etc. Mm-hmm. but his father chose a favorite. And so you see the family issues that w- that would cause. But all throughout Joseph's story, even being sold into slavery, landing in prison, even though he was trying to do right at Potiphar's house, and all the things that happened to him, there were so many times where Joseph could have been angry and bitter and just wallowed. But we see him time and time again looking up to the Lord and following the Lord's guidance, and the Lord got him out of places. It took a long time for, uh, for that uh, pride and that self-centeredness to be you know, taken out of Joseph. But at the right time, with all those experiences, God put him you know, second in command over all of Egypt because of what he had learned in the trenches. And I think that's important for us because sometimes our life just feels like one big, long trench, mm-hmm. and we're never going to get out of it. But God has a plan for us, and we're experiencing these things for a reason, and we just have to keep focused on that. Yes, absolutely. And, and you have your... Uh first chapter of that forgiving family uh, wounds named family feud <laughs> right and that is i mean i just saw that uh, play that uh, joseph the coat of many colors with our um uh, my husband and my daughter and a son-in-law and three grandkids it was wonderful and it really kind of stuck to the story much more than i expected i'd never seen it before with the singing and um really made it come alive to an extent but it certainly showed the brother's jealousy and how jealousy can cause a lot of problems for us. Well, and how Joseph could have lost himself in being mad at God. Oh, sure. Especially um, after the Potiphar thing, when he was trying to do the right thing, landed in prison for years. He could have been mad at God and just turned off the faucet of living water, but he didn't. Absolutely. Yes, yes. Great, great wisdom there. You also have a chapter on forgiving betrayal and abuse, and I'm sure some of your um, experience comes through there. But tell us a little bit more about how we forgive betrayal and abuse. Well, it's a, it's a hard thing because betrayal always comes from those who are closest to us because the cut just goes deeper. And the tough thing about that is we think the people who love us are supposed to be on the same side of the battlefield with us. And when we find ourselves facing them on opposite sides because of betrayal, it just it really just cuts deeper. And that's why, you know, continuing to, to go to the Lord in prayer and, you know, help me work through this. I don't, I can't get rid of this. What is this 
you know, why do I still have this uh-huh. when I think about that person? And over time, God will let that go. But it, it does take time, and it takes intentionality, especially if you've been through abuse, um, childhood abuse or whatever. Uh-huh. You have some some long scars yes. uh, that need to be you know, surrendered to the Lord for his healing, and he will do it, but it will take the time. It will take time. One of the other things you talk about early in the book is uh, forgiveness is always a process. We haven't actually touched on that. Uh, Answer why it's not just, oh, I forgave and now everything is fine. Why is it a process? Well, I think that's what everybody thinks. It's like, okay, you know, moment, oh, I've forgiven. Uh And then you think it goes away for good, but it's that scar that's there. You know, and it it's a lifelong process because even if, even when God allows you to forgive the one main person who hurt you, you know, we're in this world, not of it, but in it, and we're going to keep getting hurt. Whether we um, share our faith, whether it's a family member or a friend or coworker, we're going to keep getting hurt. And so forgiveness, that's just, it's a lifelong process of, you know, especially if we've hurt someone, you know, repent and receive God's forgiveness. You know, Luther in his 95 Thesis, number one was, all of life is repentance, you know, and Personally, I think number two should have been, and the rest of it is forgiveness. (laughs) You know? Absolutely. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Good, good. Um, Let's talk a minute about the lie of the devil that tells us that if we forgive someone who hurt us, we are somehow condoning their actions. How is that a lie of Satan? it's, It's a lie, and it's an effective lie. Because what that lie does, it takes the power from us. We think we, as long as we hold on to anger and thoughts of revenge, we think we're powering up. But the truth is, it's giving the power to the person who hurt you. And the lie is that you never get out of the cycle, ever. Because how do you decide when that person has hurt enough from your anger or revenge? How do you decide enough is enough when it comes to revenge? We see that in Samson's life with the the jawbone of the donkey, you know, Mm -hmm. the escalation of that. There's got to be some point where enough is enough. And God says, forgive, because I forgave. Yeah, absolutely. You also um, have information about the spiritual warfare factor. Let me just read Ephesians 6, 16 to 18, which you start this uh, chapter out. In all circumstances, take up, I love this one, (laughs) take up the shield of faith with which you can extinguish all the flaming darts of the evil one and take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God, praying at all times in the spirit with all prayer and supplication. So how is forgiveness a spiritual battle? It is a spiritual battle um, because the enemy doesn't want us to forgive. He wants to stay in anger and bitterness because it stirs up strife and turmoil and keeps us not at peace, not receiving that peace that passes all understanding. Spiritual warfare is huge. We tend to think that our enemy is the person we're looking at, the one that, that hurt us. And what we need to realize is the real enemy, if you look around the corner, he's standing there laughing his head off. You know, it's not about the person facing you. It's what the enemy is stirring up in the realm of spiritual warfare. Um, but we have the sword of the Spirit. We have the Word of God um, to go after that. And the shield of faith that says, you know what, um, this isn't going to, to take me out. God's given me a shield. He's given me His Word. Let's go. I'm going to forgive. Even if it kills me, I'm going to forgive. <laughs> you know, because forgiveness is for us. It really doesn't it have anything to do with the offender. It is. That, that's such an important point. We don't want to become those bitter, angry people. That's why we need to forgive. And I want to go back again as we started uh, in First John 1, 
It says, if we confess our sins, God is faithful and just to forgive us our sins, sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Um, we, we can't always totally understand how God can forgive us because even as Christians, we sin and um, sometimes he must be so sad to see us again slip back and do something we weren't supposed to do. But he forgives and forgives and forgives because Jesus Christ suffered and died. And, and that death on the cross brings us forgiveness and mm-hmm. everlasting life. What great news that is, that God and Jesus Christ are not like us. Thank goodness. Thank goodness. Jesus was perfect. He never sinned, and uh, that's so important. But talk a little bit more about that, Donna. Well, confession is actually huge because we, like you said, we are perpetually, continually sinning. And if we don't take that humble position of daily, sometimes hourly, getting on our knees and confessing to God the the wrongs and the thoughts that we have of, of revenge and anger and um, just holding on to hurt, if we don't confess that we're actively hanging on to that stuff, confession keeps us in a humble position to see what God is doing. If we skip that step of confession and repentance, um, we're kind of coming at it from an overpowering, you know, like we're doing it position. But when we come at it from confessing and repenting, we realize that God is actually doing it. And that's important because we do not have the power to forgive outside of him. Wonderful, wonderful. We have two minutes left. Um, Just uh, uh, one little quick comment. One thing I like to encourage people to do is ask God to reveal your sins to you if you're not real sure what you've done. Because a lot of times we offend others and we don't even realize it. And uh, I think he will, as we pray that, he will help us see when we have done something wrong. A quick comment, Donna, as we close the program. Anything else you have to share? Just forgiveness is huge. And you have to remember that forgiveness is not for the other person. Forgiveness is a gift that God has given us, not just for us, but through his power for others. Because in a world that's really you know, caught up in a rage culture and anger, the only way the world is going to see forgiveness is through his people, through his children. And if we choose to be like the world and, you know, dig a trench and, you know, we're angry and bitter and that's going to be it and I'm after you, the world's never going to see a Jesus that forgives, a Savior that loves, and a God that pursues. We have to be in forgiveness all the time. Oh, that's such important words for our listeners to uh, to remember and reflect on, and as we as you touched on anger, uh, as we close the program, uh, Proverbs fourteen twenty nine tells us to be slow to anger, quick tempered persons exact exact folly, and uh, a fool always loses his temper, but a wise man holds it back. So many great words of wisdom in God's word, both the Old and the New Testament, that we can learn from. And you mentioned that that you went into the Word of God to help you learn how to forgive and ask the Lord to help you. Our time is up. My guest again has been Donna Pyle, author of Forgiveness Received from God, Extended to Others. This is Kay Meyer with Family Shield. Uh, We're glad you're listening. Learn more at www.familyshieldministries.com. 
You've been listening to Family Shield, a production of Family Shield Ministries. Its mission is to educate and equip people through the power of the gospel to know Christ, grow in His Word, and to strengthen individuals and their families. To learn how you can obtain resources or support the ministry, go to www.familyshieldministries.com or write Family Shield Ministries, P.O. Box 230015, St. Louis, Missouri, 63123. And tune in again next week for Family Shield. Family Shield.